0: In a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it?
1: Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling
0: you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak, and this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen.
1: Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader podcast. This is Stephanie Allen, and I'm here with Marin Ozlak. And today we're talking a little bit about community and what that means and you know, how much we're longing for connection with each other, with ourselves, with something greater. And as soulful leaders, you know, asking the question, how, how is your community? How are you connecting with your community? Do you have a community? And if you do, what kind of community do we want to grow into that will most nourish us and and care for us? So talk a little bit about that today and why that's important and even look at the obstacles that come up against, you know, really reaching out and asking for help and and
0: building that community. So welcome, Maren. Welcome. Thanks. Um, I had an incredible experience with my own community uh, during COVID. So I'm part of the dance community, and one of the things that I noticed um, was that we're very siloed as a culture at this point in our lives where, and the pandemic only made it worse, right? Because it was go to your corners, stay in your homes. And even before the pandemic, recently over the last 20, 30 years, we've become more and more siloed, more and more separated, uh, less and less about community. One of the things that Stephanie and I were talking about was, In uh, when we grew up, um, community was everything. I mean, like our for me, my neighborhood was a very safe little neighborhood. Even though we were on a, a four lane kind of almost a highway, where my 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 house faced this four lane road. So, but behind the house, there's this whole network, and everybody knew everybody. And you know, we would my brother and I would run out the back door and be gone all day and my mom had no idea where we were. I mean, she knew we were in the neighborhood and all the neighborhood would watch out for us. And there's this park, we'd run through the neighbor's yard and then through this little path and get to a park on the other side and we'd play. And, and I, over the last, like I said, 30 or so years, that has gone away and there's been this fear-based. We need to have helicopter parents and monitor everything that our kids do. And, Stephanie, you, you have some great um, information on that, which I'd love to get to in a moment. What I found for myself was that my dance community that I helped to generate, create in, in our local area, because I experienced it on a national level when I was coming up as a dancer, Um that was one of the things that I found was really important. I feel like our our local dance community really helped to create a place that was safe. And as we're talking to soulful leaders, being more intentional about creating a safe space for you, for your team members, for their kids, for, for the community. And the benefit of that is something that, you know, kind of when when Stephanie was first talking, I was thinking about the incredible honor that I had during the pandemic when the studio, my my dance studio was going to shut down because we didn't have money and people couldn't come and dance, especially we do partnership dancing. So nobody wanted to be in close quarters with somebody else and, and you're right in somebody's face. And obviously there was no place for us. And. I got to the point where, you know, the the money from the government had run out and we were like, OK, well, we're not going to make it. And I had not considered asking my community and one of my my instructors and, and main people at the studio. Her name is Kat. She said to me, but Marin, you have to ask the community. It's their right to know. And I never thought of it like that. To me, it was shameful to ask for help and instead she turned it around for me and I thought about that and I thought if I were a part of a community that somebody else had created and I loved it and it was my support and it was where I went to meet my friends and what I did and it just shut down and I didn't know why or if I could have helped to do something, I would have been in a heartbeat. And so I put myself in those shoes and we did, we went to our community and we asked and they gave us the money in order. And we were, we were able to continue. And all of that coming back around to say, as leaders, how often do we not ask? We just don't ask. Essential.
1: I mean, you brought up a couple of things around shame. You know, I have that acronym of should have already mastered everything. Mm. And either we don't ask for help because we think we should have mastered it. And that someone's going to think that, oh, my gosh, look, Stephanie's asking for help. She's inadequate. She's she's less. Right. And that's coming from an ego rather. and, And, you know, it doesn't have to come from a victim either. I'm not saying either one of those, but it's like we're human beings. We're not. We're here for evolving and growing and learning. And we're not meant to be isolated and separate from each other. We're actually meant to be deeply connected and caring about ourselves and each other, of course. And so I had a recent experience too, um, having had the experience of COVID myself and my partner and I, both being basically in In a place where we could not go out and get our groceries and different things, and we had to ask for help, we had to ask help from our family and some friends, and without shame, saying, you know, because I think there's a lot of shame of like, oh, how did I get this, and who did I give it to, and
0: oh,
1: yeah, all all of this, like, you know, I've got some, I've got the plague. Oh, look at that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and. It's human beings like we are evolving. That's what viruses do. They help us evolve. And maybe that one of the gifts of this was opening our hearts to ask for help. Now, I know sometimes people don't ask for help. Like I said about the shame element of it. But sometimes it's also because in their past, help has never come or it hasn't come Mm -hmm. in the way that they had hoped or wished. And that doesn't mean that help isn't coming. And so sometimes we'll just give up. And say well i can't rely on anybody or they can't do it the way i want it done we have to have so it's a way of saying i'm not going to ask for help because i want control mm, but when you are interesting. right yeah. when you are sick or ill that's the evolution process of letting go of an old way of control you have to let go it's forcing you to and so interesting enough i had my neighbors who i just think the greatest of anyway and they were so funny because they were a little hesitant to reach out because they they texted one texted me and said, Look, Steph, I, I noticed that your car hasn't moved for like three or four days. Are you and Dana? Are you guys are you guys okay? And literally minutes later, my neighbor across the street, the other neighbor, it, it texted me the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's funny. I think they're talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, actually, you know, we, we both have COVID and we haven't been able to go. And instantaneously, they were right there. Like, what can we get you? Can we pick up something for you? You know, do you need a rapid test? Do you need us to go get food? And and one of them said look i'm coming over i'm going to leave some some treats for you you know and they left me some lovely turmeric tea and ginger tea homemade stuff all in my little mailbox of i just thought that the act of kindness
0: yeah
1: it's like it isn't what they gave me it was the fact that they reached out to care and i you mentioned something earlier when we were speaking before doing this podcast around monetarily you know, how we tend to think, you know, it's the monetary aspects that are of most value. And you might want to say something to that around goal setting and around, you know, when we're talking about monetary (laughs) and crystallized time, just to kind of give you a little emptying. Yeah. So Merit, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what we were talking about before the podcast.
0: So so one of our teachers calls um, money is simply crystallized time. And, you can get wrap your head around that if you just think about the fact that we put how many hours a day into efforts in order to make money right so it becomes a representative of the time we've spent in order to have this thing in exchange for our time which is what i mean by it's crystallized time and we were talking about the fact that in a community The the true value is not the money, it's the attention, it's the time, it's the, I see you, Mm -hmm. I'm there for you. And I just want you to think about that in your own life. The value of having somebody, if somebody were able to truly see you for who you are and value you. Like, what would the monetary, is there a monetary value for that? Is there a money amount that you could put on that? And it's just a moment in time. And so oftentimes giving somebody our time, which we find too valuable to give, so we hand them our money. Imagine wow. if you could flip that script. And give them just a brief moment of your time. We were talking about homeless people or people on the street who are asking for money and the value of, yes, there can be value of handing them some money because they need something. And what would the value be of looking them in the eye and saying, I see you? Taking a moment and saying, could I grab you a cup of coffee? Because I know you haven't had a hot meal. Or one of the things that I've started to do is I actually carry an apple or, a, you know, like a power bar or something with me so that I can hand something to them and look them in the eye and say, God bless you. Or, you know, like, how's your day today?" And just be a human being with that person for a moment.
1: That whole value of caring enough to slow down and connect. And I, you know, I think of that word community is coming into the union. I love that. Oh, you know, unity, unity. It's like, what are you connecting to? What are you unifying with? And, you know, being in a small town, I hear a lot of sometimes complaints about, you know, I, I it's hard to meet people. It's hard to get to know people or create a community. And it is important that you create a community in your living arrangements but we have so many opportunities to have a community now globally I mean even just like Marin and I we are in two different countries two different countries two different time zones away from each other and yet we meet regularly I have I uh, we have I have um, friends of mine that I went to university with. This is like thirty plus years ago. We have not all been together. And then during the pandemic, we had a Zoom call that the five of us met every Wednesday night. And we are getting together over Easter coming up um, for the first time in thirty three years that we all all have been together. But yet we have a way of having that community. Like, but it takes effort. It takes getting out of your time and your space to say, you know what, I'm going to make a commitment to reach out and and just say, Hey, how are you? I had a client of mine who lives a couple hours away from me. And she found out that I had had, I had been sick and she sat down and wrote a little get well card to me that arrived on Friday in my mailbox saying, you know, how she'd hoped that I was feeling better and that she was taking the time just to sit down and say that she was thinking of me. I'm like, Oh, my gosh, that just completely like talk about soul nourishment like that. To me, that's a vitamin right there. Vitamin for my soul. It's and interesting. It, yeah. It doesn't well, take it,
0: much, but it does. It <laughs> The the flip side of that is that we think that like a lot of this conversation, you might take away a takeaway was like, oh, that's for the other person. That's to build this community. That's to do stuff for other people. And the ironic thing is, is what feeds our soul. So when I take that moment to connect with somebody, whether it's in my dance community, whether it's across Zoom, whether it's, and I really am able to be present with that person, that's what feeds my soul that's what evolves my consciousness. One of our teachers says that the reason like our life mission, our individual life mission, it is designed by spirit god whatever it is that that designs whatever you you call it, it is designed so that we cannot do it by ourselves. Absolutely cannot that we have to engage others. And there's a reason for that.
1: And yeah. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And so, you know, if you're in a community, in, in a small town or a city or wherever, you know, asking yourself, who is it that you want to get to know? You know, where do you want to go and, and put your time and your energy? And maybe it's about giving back. I, I often heard somebody just recently who said, you know, I'm I'm new here to this town and no one's ever really asked me to, hmm. you know, to come to their house. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I I'm so yeah, sorry. That's that hard. That's, that's hard, you know, and and at the same time, you sometimes want to turn it around and say, have you asked people to come to yours? Because yeah. sometimes we can give off that vibe that, hey, I got it all together. I don't really need right. anybody. And, you know, I'm safe, I'm good, I'm happy. Thanks very much. And there's nothing wrong to say, hey, look, you know, I would love to get to know, would you, would you be interested in coming over for a cup of tea or to allow someone into your space first, sometimes we have to make the first move.
0: And that I think that's so incredible, because I know that has been me for much of my life. Like, I got it all together, I'm put together and being vulnerable. In that to me, that felt very vulnerable. And even you know, my example of, of going to my community, it felt so vulnerable because I am the leader. I'm the one who's supposed to have it all together. And that's kind of like me inviting them into my house and letting them all see that my house is a mess. <laughs> my you know, my house you're not was, perfect, you, no, is what you're you not perfect. <laughs> imagine that. My house was an absolute mess, it was about to shut down, and so. You know, as as leaders, we can experience that. But even as like when I'm when I walk into, you know, people assume because I'm I'm an out there personality that I have a lot of confidence when I walk into a room and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can walk into a room and feel comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. And it feels super vulnerable. And I've had to allow myself to feel that vulnerability because I am not naturally an outgoing, like, oh, let's go meet people person. (laughs) I'm more of like, there's people and there's my safe house. I'm going to run back to my house. (laughs) And so to stand in that and, and allow myself to be vulnerable. And one of the things I found is that people are really great. And when I stand there and I'm vulnerable, I, I can experience other people in, in their vulnerability and, and now I'm connected and that's what I was looking for. And that's why I say, when we, when we put ourselves out there, yes, it makes a difference to the other person. And I think it even makes more of a difference to me.
1: I think, you know, what you're saying to the vulnerability is the key and Mm -hmm. I've heard it said before when we fall in love. It's oh. not it, it's two things. It's like it's not that you're falling in love with the other person, you actually fall in love with who you are when you're with them. You actually mm. fall in love with yourself because right. you feel safe, you feel connected, you feel at ease. It's not even about them. And often what connects us are the little imperfections, the little vulnerabilities, the little idiosyncrasies that we share. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, and so if we're walking around trying to be this perfect image of whatever that might be to you, it's like, it literally puts a barrier between you and the person you want to connect to. Like, I'm, I'm not saying walk around, like, you know, your life is falling apart and you're a mess and, you know, you, you know, it's, you know, a shit show kind of thing. It's like, it's not that about either. I mean, but it's like being real of saying, you know, I am a human being. I mean, I'm lonely at times. I'm scared at times. These are the the funny things that I'm working through that I'm having a hard time or challenging with. That's actually what unites us. That's what us connects us. And don't you feel like a million bucks? Like you mentioned that about your studio, that, that, that responsibility of them showing up and saying, well, wait a minute, we care about this and we care about you. Let's do something together. It actually inspired them to step up and to evolve. Yeah. And. It feels and it gives purpose It meets you. And it, it gives us purpose and meaning when someone can reach out and say, hey, I would really like to give this to you or I would really like to help you with something because now I feel needed. Like the, the, the part of me that felt so ashamed is here I am as a healthcare professional and here I am sick. Oh my gosh, I'm not what am I, am I, am I supposed to get sick? <laughs> oh, you know, great. and I had to cancel, I had to cancel my clients and tell them, oh my gosh, I have COVID, blah, blah, blah. you can't come. And they all of them were so lovely. They're like, what can I do? How can I help you? Is there anything you need? And the little, the little, the little notes or the checking in, or the treats that I got, and I mean treats, and it doesn't mean physical treats. I mean just the treat of them of caring like boy can you imagine a world where we could all care more about ourselves and each other we yeah. wouldn't be and anywhere not just throw money, money at it
0: <laughs> right. let's just throw exactly. money at it. or That's make it about money
1: like you mentioned about goal setting like how many times when you ask somebody hey what are your goals for this year or it's what
0: are all your about goals?" money
1: it's all about monetary it's all about stuff Oh, not all about stuff, but a lot of times people tend to default there because that's how we're trained. It is. Instead it's a conditioning. Of, yeah, it's a conditioning. Instead of taking that time to slow down and say, Yeah, that's interesting. What are my emotional goals? What are my spiritual goals? Hmm. You know, what are my mental goals? What
0: what what are my community you know? goals? Right. Because... So these
1: are these these are these things that we want to you know, kind of put out to you all too. Cause that's where Marin and I are right now. We're asking ourselves these questions to us ourselves and to each other. And that it's okay not to have the answers and it's okay to ask for help.
0: So you mentioned conditioning. And I think that that's so important because we are conditioned in a certain way in our culture. And I think worldwide, a lot of the world and we can just shrug our shoulders and be like, yeah, that's, I was conditioned like that. And then, you know, use that as an excuse for bad behavior, or we can take a moment and shift. And I think about what, you know, it's like, so the next question is, <clears throat> what does it take to shift? And we think that we have to go and do something like, okay, I have to go do something. Literally the conversation that we're having and thinking about this, the next time you set goals. Think about what are my other goals? Do I have spiritual goals? What does a spiritual goal mean? The process of inquiry is the path to evolving your consciousness, to getting out of the conditioning. It's not having the answer. <clears throat> it is the process of inquiry. So get curious. Love it. I
1: love it. Yeah. So, this has been a really great conversation today, and we would love to hear your insights and your many goals that are not necessarily monetary. We'd be really interested. I would love it. Please, please share with us. And you know, again, we were always asking. We're all we just keep asking, and and <laughs> you know, that's also a practice too, isn't it, Marin? Like you know, asking oh, and articulating yeah. that question. Like you know, we can often ask the same way, same way, same way, same way, and and never get a response. Well, we have to also learn how to ask differently, mm-hmm. and. And, and to, to reach within ourselves inquiry of saying, is there a better way for me to ask for help? Is there a better way or another way that I need to approach it or another area that I need to ask that question? Not always to the same people in the same way. So and we're asking it differently today. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I want to give you one last thing. Uh, we were talking about you know kind of that, that feeling like we're the need for perfection and there was a, a, we did a fun episode. I think it was episode 38. I'm not sure it's called Matt Damon Kintsugi and the, uh, a set of dishes. And it's got a great scene in it <clears throat> from Goodwill Hunting that, that kind of uh, talks about what we were talking about today. So if you have a moment, go ahead and listen to that. I think you guys will enjoy it. And then, yeah, please join us on our Facebook group, which we will, just so you know, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times that our we thought our Facebook group was going away. Right now, we're going to keep it because the community is super important to us and we would like to have a, a safe space for everybody. And having said that word safe, um, that's one of the challenges for both me and Stephanie is that Facebook doesn't feel like a safe space. Uh, we, we are in the process of working on a safe space for all of us that will be um, where your information is, is not Out there and for everybody to see, or or whatever that, you know, however you feel about Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. It's not such a public corporation. It will be our personal safe space. So stay tuned for that. We will have it. And in the meantime, if you feel comfortable, please join us on our Facebook page, The Soulful Leader, or just send us an email because we would love to hear from you.
1: So have a wonderful week. And we look forward to all of your insights and, and wonderful inquiries. So bye for now. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts,
0: Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.